So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, today we're once again going to talk about 21 lessons for the 21st century. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it is going to be a good episode. It's going to be an amazing episode. Why? I don't actually know why, but I just hope that it is going to be good. I just hope that it is going to be amazing. And I just also have a feeling, um, yeah, yeah. I just always get messages and I get so distracted by them. I should actually kind of turn that off, even though I would just really like to respond there. Um, I'm gonna. Um, I just gotta have to cut it out again. It pisses me off then once again. But yeah, anyway, um, I'll see you after the intro. As always, you know. Yes, and we're already there. I just accidentally pressed that button, but it is fine. It is truly fine. Um, I hope that the recording is fine. I hope today I'm not going to turn off my fucking phone. Some other shit. But yeah. Uh, the next thing is going to be humility. Because yesterday we went through war. And now it is all about humility. And then just, yeah, nice things, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> so even apes developed a tendency to help the poor, the needy and fatherless millions of years before the, pe the Bible, I'm sorry, instructed ancient Israelis... Israelites to do the same, which I actually have never ever thought about. But you know, this, this, this is beautiful for me. You know, once again, and I just you know, every single episode when I'm just talking about either Sapiens or this book, it is like, well, you know, this is why I go through it and whatnot. It's just 90% of the episode me uh, being happy about it. Quite. Chapter 13, God. Harari says that morality doesn't mean following divinities. It means reducing suffering. Hence, in order to act morally, you do not need to believe in any myth or story. It just needs to develop a deep appreciation of suffering. In the long run, immoral behavior is counterproductive. You're not likely to live in a society where strangers are constantly being raped and murdered. Not only would you be in constant danger, but you would lack the benefit of trust between strangers, which supports trade and economic growth, among other things. Religious belief can either create compassion in people or justify a stoke, justify and stoke their anger, especially if someone dares to insult their God, ignores his, his wishes. Yes, indeed. You know, there's always like two sides of, of things, isn't it? On secularism, Harari reminds us that the secular code enshrines the values of truth, compassion, equality, freedom, courage, and responsibility. The secular code isn't an ideal to aspire to to rather than social reality. The most important secular commitment is to truth, which is is to truth. To truth. Does this make sense? I'm actually not quite sure about that. Um, is to truth, which is based on observation and evidence rather than on mere faith. Interestingly, Harari notes that strong belief is often required when the story isn't true. I see. Yeah, I mean, of course, like, the thing, and this is something that's pretty interesting. You know, yesterday I've been more or less listening, I've not been watching it, but I could have been watching it, um, but I've been listening to an interview with Lil Dicky and uh, some other guy, I don't know him, but it's been a really cool and interesting, um, and, and also pretty, like, direct and pretty intimate and pretty, <laughs> you know what I talk about when you just actually listen to um interview, it's, it's, it's been really amazing, just also because I, I truly like um, the way Lil Dicky is doing his thing, you know, not like any other rapper rapping about the same fucking shit that 
that I can't really um, emphasize with maybe, but what about just some other shit, quite. And the thing is uh, pretty interesting. The thing was that one of them said, I think it's been the other guy. I'm actually very sorry that I don't know the name. Um, I might be linking it down in the description. I do not really think that I'm going to remind myself of it. Um, uh, but yeah, anyway, he said that we, and this is something that's totally true. And I've, I think also read and just maybe also talked about, but I'm not quite sure. Um, we, we, we experience things and then we think about uh, certain other things. And then suddenly what we experience becomes a little bit of a mixture of what we think it was and what it really was. What I want to say is that most often when we have had an experience, then it is not really, really what reality was like, but it, a relatively big part of it is something that we've just added, but not really just consciously like, okay, you know, when I'm just saying this and that, then it's going to sound way cooler. It's going to be way better if I just tell fucking Jerry that I, you know, fuck that horse or some shit. Like, I don't know. Don't do that. I think it's not a good idea. Um, but I wonder if it is not... <laughs> <laughs> well anyway the thing is um yeah i mean is reality really reality just because we think it is mm. Mm. and how much have we added and the problem is that we just don't know because we're not consciously doing that i know it's not like okay as i said i'm gonna make it cooler i'm gonna make it sound cooler but we don't actually know so in the end it is what we believe in the problem that i'm seeing with that is that that if you think about it can you then really believe in what you remember then, you know, or is it like just, you know, you, you can't believe in anything anyway. So yeah, it is what it is. It wouldn't be that nice quite, I know, but let's just not focus on that. Let's just focus on nice things of life. <laughs> um, where have I stopped? Um, it is the commitment to the truth and modern, uh, and modern science, which has enabled humankind to split the atom Decipher the human genome, track the evolution of life, and understand the history of humanity itself. This has something to do with truth or reality or some shit. Hmm. Finally, secular people cherish, cherish responsibility. We need not credit any divine protector with these achievements, the resulting from humans, uh, humans developing their own knowledge and compassion. Instead of praying for miracles, we need to ask what we can do to help. Which I think is a pretty great point, because often we are in control and often we can do something. And, and I don't know, like just waiting for a miracle to happen is a, is an idea. Like it is an option. You can do that. And if you really want to do that, then well, do it. I know, but, but we are often really in control and we, we, we can do something, which is something that's relatively beautiful. I have to say, because uh, when we are in control, we can do something and being able to do something is nice, you know, because you don't have to wait for somebody else. You don't have to wait for some, something else. And all of that thing, you know, so, so yeah, you know, just, you know, let's think about the things that we can do instead of waiting till something happens. Harari makes a great point in saying that as we come to make the most important decisions in the history of life, I personally would trust more in those who admit ignorance than those who claim infallibility. As I said in a recent blog post, beware of people bearing absolutes. He goes on to say that if I asked you what was the biggest mistake you're religion, ideology, or worldview committed, you did not come up with something serious, I, for one, would not trust you. Well, yeah, I know, I think, I mean, like, it is all about delusion, isn't it? Like, if you really believe in something, then you're just only gonna see the good sides and the amazing sides and all the other shit that, you know, even though it could also be the case that 
the good things aren't that many and that there's actually a lot of fucked up things and things that we shouldn't really, uh, you know, we, we shouldn't really kind of think about me because if we think about that, then we're going to be like, no, I'm not going to be part of this community. I'm not going to be part of this. I'm not going to be part of that. So, so let's just leave it out. You know, let's just not think about it. And let's just only focus on the good things and whatnot. Um, like, yeah, I believe in that shit. Um, if you just think about my worldview, my worldview of maybe my worldview of just optimism, maybe, well, I think it is, well, the biggest problem with that is just, I don't know, I do just think whether this is actually my worldview, or if I can actually say that this is a worldview, or if it is just, like, how I'm doing things. Well, I'm I'm unsure, but the thing is, um, there is a fine line between optimism and delusion, and delusion is fucking bullshit, and optimism is good. And this is something to really think about, you know, once you step into the whole fucking delusion thing, you're fucked, quite, you know, once you just don't see reality as it is, um, it is fucked, because optimism is not just being like, well, you know, I'm seeing butterflies and flowers and elephants all over the fucking place, no, then you're on fucking LSD, but um, it is right about noticing reality, but not focusing on all the bad shit there is, but focusing on the good stuff and focusing on the signs that show that that good things are going to happen. You know, okay, you know, um, I'm seeing just only three clouds instead of four clouds. So, you know, I guess the weather's going to just turn pretty good. It is what it is. You're seeing reality, you know, but it is not like the illusion, like, wow, you know, it's going to be so amazing. You know, I just, I, I just smell the, <laughs> the good weather. It's going to be so amazing and, and whatnot. Like, like, I don't know, I think delusion as, as such a thing is always a bad idea and a bad place to be in just because, um, I think because you are gonna have to deal with more um, loss of expectation in terms of, um, you know, not a lot of things are gonna meet your expectations if you're really delusional, which can lead to just you not being pretty happy, you know, but so, so what about being delusional then once again, you know, quite, well, I hope this makes sense. Chapter 15, Ignorance. On free will, behavioral economists and evolutionary psychologists have demonstrated that most human decisions are based on emotional reactions and heuristic shortcuts rather than on rational analysis, and that while our emotions and heuristics were perhaps suitable for dealing with life in the Stone Age, they are woefully inadequate in the Silicon Age. Um, kind of. Kind of. You know, I'm... You know, let's read ahead. No individual knows everything is taken to build a cathedral and atom bomb or an aircraft. What gave Homo sapiens an edge over the other animals was not rationality, but our unparalleled ability to think together in large groups. And this is definitely the fucking case. Um, companies are way more competent than every single person of the company itself. You know, a company as, a, as an organism, as a huge thing, is capable of doing just so many things. And this is something that Elon Musk was talking about on the Chorogan podcast very, very recently. Individual humans know embarrassingly little about the world, and as history progressed, we came to know less and less. We rely on the expertise of others for almost all our needs. This is what Stephen Slowman, or Slowman, I don't know, and Philip Fernbuck prefer to as the knowledge illusion. The illusion of, okay, we just know such a lot, but we actually don't. The reason you think we know a lot, even though individually we know very little, is because we treat knowledge in the minds of others as if it were our own. Well, I'm not quite sure. If you're really doing this, then we are all fucking dumb, <laughs> to be honest. 
If you cannot afford to waste time, you will never find the truth. Most political figures and business moguls are forever on the run. Yet, if you want to go deeply into any subject, you need a lot of time. In particular, you need the privilege to, of wasting time to experiment with unproductive paths, to explore dead ends, to make space for doubts and boredom, to allow little seeds of insight to slow grow, to slowly grow and blossom. Def definitely the case, you know. Definitely the fucking case. And the thing is, if you're interested in something and if you really like to do something, then then you're also going to be willing to waste quite a lot of time. But if it is about something that you just really don't quite care about, then it's not going to be that easy because, because of course, you want to do just other shit. Of course, you don't want to waste your time and think and then philosophy about just some bullshit that you actually don't really care about. Yeah. Fake news. Maybe we're actually gonna be able to finish it today. Hmm. Hmm. Nah. 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 Well, maybe. When 1,000 people believe some made-up story for one mouth, for one mouth, that's fake news. When a billion people believe in for a thousand years that's, that's religion, we are admonished not to call it fake news in order to not hurt the feelings, but the faithful, for better or worse, Harari says, fiction is among the most effective tools in humanity's toolkit. By bringing people together, religious creeds make large-scale human cooperation possible. Yes, indeed, you know, because there is a reason to do something, then there is a reason to be nice, then there is a reason to, to go out, to meet other people, to, to just all different kinds of things. Stories in business. Besides religions and ideologies, commercial firms rely on fiction and fake news too. Branding often involves retelling the same fictional story again and again till people become convinced it is the truth. When I say Coca-Cola, you probably think of young people enjoying it, playing sports and having fun. You probably don't think about overweight diabetes patients lying in hospital beds. And I think this is definitely the case. Harari goes on to say that while we certainly need good science from a political perspective, a good science fiction movie is worth far more than an actual than an article in science of nature well i think i think a combination of both like i just think about facts and, and teaching facts and teaching uh and teaching reality and of course you can teach reality as it is reality like you know what i mean like um like i don't know i just feel that if you have a science fiction movie about rockets and how to build rockets and how they are built and how they are made and how strong they are and and what not and what we have all just been uh, able to achieve um, and all those things that then i guess of course especially younger people they're gonna listen more and they're gonna you know they're gonna give you more attention maybe as well so yeah yeah uh, chapter 18 science fiction well well in the early two uh, 21st century, perhaps the most important artistic genre was science fiction because very few people read the latest articles in the field of machine learning or genetic engineering, but instead, movies such as The Matrix and Her and TV series such as Westworld, which is actually fucking good. I'm not sure about the whole one, I think I've only just seen, like, the first uh, bit of it. It's not the correct word, I know, but, but you know what I mean. And maybe even a second, uh, it's not, what is it called? Uh, I don't know, but it's been really fucking good. But then, because of whatever reason, I just stopped, as as it is with a lot of things. Quite, I don't know. It's been it's been really interesting. It's actually been one of the the only series that that I've enjoyed besides animes. You know, I've really really fucking enjoyed animes, like really really a lot. Like there's 
I thought I forgot about the name, unfortunately. But but you know, and also if you count Rick and Morty, which I've also really enjoyed, um, I haven't been having a look at the the newer parts of it or the newer um, episodes of it. But 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 so far, what what I've seen was just fucking insanely good, and I've just really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, and I also just know because of people that Black Mirror is also pretty good. Uh, shape how people understand technology and it, and its social and economic impact. And this is what I've been referring to. Like, let's just make a series about nutritional facts, about this and that and these and those, and then people are going to think about that shit. Because they're going to fucking Google it and see, wow, it is actually the truth, what they have been talking about in here. This also means that science fiction needs to be far more responsible in the way it is science uh, scientific realities otherwise it might give people with the wrong ideas um, or focus their attention on the wrong problems perhaps the worst failing of present-day science fiction is that it attempts to confuse intelligence with consciousness as a result it is overly concerned about a potential war between robots and humans when in fact we need to feel a conflict between a small superhuman elite in thinking about the future of artificial intelligence harari says karl marx is still a better guide than steven spielberg Pretty interesting. Pretty fucking interesting. The next one is going to be education. And my little thing on that is that, uh, once again, the uh, interview with Elon Musk was pretty fucking interesting also uh, on artificial artificial intelligence as well. And and just because he knows shit and because we know that he knows shit and he's a fucking smart dude. And this is also what makes uh, listening to him pretty cool. Much of what kids learn today will likely be irrelevant by 2050. Which echoes many of my own teachings as part of the Lemonade Stand Children's Entrepreneurship Program that we've been running for almost three years now. I've always maintained during this time and what kids really need to learn is adaptability, learning how to learn, fucking insanely important thing. Resilience, curiosity, critical thinking, problem solving and effective collaboration. However, we'll learn what Harari and pedagogical experts think shortly. Harari said that the last thing a teacher needs to give her pupils today is more information for they for they already have far too much of it. Instead, people need the ability to make sense of information, to tell the difference between what is important and what is unimportant, and improve, and above all, to combine many bits of information into a broad picture of the world. Many pedagogical experts, Harari says, argue that schools should switch to teaching the four C's, critical thinking, communication, collaboration and creativity, echoing my earliest sentiments. More broadly, schools should downplay technical skills and emphasize general purpose life skills. Most important, well, I'm not so sure about that. Most important, all of, uh, all of will be the ability to deal with change, to learn new things and to preserve your mental balance to balance in unfamiliar situations. Again, learning how to learn resilience and adaptability. If somebody describes you the world of the mid 21st century and it sounds like science fiction it is probably false but if somebody describes you the world of the mid 21st century and it doesn't sound like science fiction it is certainly false <laughs> says Harari <laughs> well there's gonna be a lot of change I guess which which is something good like I don't know oh I've started uh, meditation he's also gonna uh, pick on that or talk about that I see. Or I've, I've read that. On adapting to change after a certain age, Harari says, most people just don't like to change. When you're 15 and your entire life is change, oh, your entire life is change. By the time you are 50, you don't want to change and most people have given up on conquering the world. 
You prefer stability. You have invested so much in your skills, in your career, in your identity and your worldview that you don't want to start all over again. The harder you have worked on building something, the more difficult it is to let go of it and make room for something new. The show's up in most established organizations today with entrenched ways of doing things and senior decisions, decision makers who are unwavering in the desire to maintain the status quo. In light of this, the best advice Harry has for today's 15-year-olds is not to rely on the adults too much. Most of them mean well, most of them mean well, but they just don't understand the world. To run fast, don't make to run fast, don't take much luggage with you and leave all your illusions behind. They are very heavy. This is a, a, a really good advice, I have to say. To run fast. Just plainly this. I like that. Because it is true. Try out things. Try what you want to do. Just don't get stuck in a fucking job that you hate like just all the other generations did and bullshit. <sighs> I think it's one of the things that really pissed me off the most. It's insane. It really is. Um, Let's see. Should I? Well, I'm actually not going to go through all of them. I just want to, I just want to know what this is all about. There's a story of a man who claimed that the world is kept in place. Well, you know what? You know what? I'm going to end the episode there because I don't want to stretch it. And there's going to be something for uh, for the more left as well. I do hope that I've been covering some cool things. And I think I've also been doing that. And, and, and yeah, pretty cool things. Pretty, pretty fucking cool things. The question of today is what can you make? What can you change? What can you do to make somebody else's life better? Think about it, please. It would just really be something interesting to me. And yeah. Um, I wish you the best health of happiness and also success. And also hope that you're going to remind of you're not going to be remembered. Which basically means your legacy basically means just being a nice person. Then being remembered as a nice person. Which is a good thing. A nice thing. You know. Three other questions that I'm having for you are. Why are you here? What are you trying to change? And what is bothering you the most? These three questions hopefully going to show you your purpose. And maybe even a business idea. Which is a fucking cool thing. Just the whole purpose thing itself is pretty cool. But just with the business idea, it's fucking amazing. Anyway, um, I'll hopefully gonna see you. And and I wish you the best. Thank you very much from just the bottom of my heart. I just really, truly fucking appreciate that. And then, well, I'll see you.